0: This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart talking to Oanda's senior market analysts across the world. Let's join Ed Moyer in New York. Good afternoon from London. How are you doing?
1: Very well. Thank you for having me.
0: Let's start with the latest US data and some interesting inflation data that the Fed will have a close eye on.
1: Very much so. I mean, this is the Fed's preferred inflation gauge and it unexpectedly accelerated in January. And we have to remind ourselves, we did have the Valentine's Day CPI report, which came in hotter than expected. It's fascinating to see how this report really tilted the scales. Um, You're starting to see the immediate reaction was that all of a sudden, Fed swaps are fully pricing in rate increases for March, May, and June. Now it seems that you're probably going to have the debate on whether or not we have to seriously consider a half-point rate increase. Inflation is not easing. This is very concerning for the Fed. I think that this round of economic data was also accompanied by uh, some consumer data, which showed personal incomes are strong. Uh, They're continuing to rise. Personal spending was rather impressive. Real spending came in line with expectations. But for January data, we're not seeing a slowdown. This is basically saying, economy is very resilient. You also had new home sales, which rebounded pretty significantly. I'm not saying the bottom is in place for housing, but it is eye-catching because if you have some parts of the economy that are in a recession show signs that they're stabilizing, the Fed's uh, disinflation process is, is really going to struggle here. And then uh, lastly, we had the University of Michigan sentiment, which it showed sentiment is at a, a one-year high or over a one-year high. That does not Translate um, into an economy that is heading towards a mild recession that will allow inflation to come back to target. This is this all of this data, for the most part, is suggesting there needs to be more hikes. And then shortly after that, you had you know a couple Fed members uh, speaking, and and it's no surprise they're sticking to the hawkish script. And uh, I think that you're you're probably going to see that. You know, inflation is looking pretty sticky, especially as after this PCE report came in pretty hot, and and, and now I think you're going to see that, uh, you know, the you know whether it's Feds Bullard, who's a non-voter, or 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 Jefferson and Mester, they're going to support the argument that you know more hikes need to be done, and this is a market that was so set that you know maybe we're going to see a couple rate hikes and then a hold. Uh, now after this data not only are we seeing rate hikes or expectations are going up, but those rate cuts that we were talking about over the last month, those are getting pushed further and further into next year. And it seems that this uh, worry that you might see a bigger argument that, you know, rates have to go much higher. And uh, some studies are suggesting that, You know the Fed may have to hike significantly all the way to six and a half percent. So in just uh, a short period of time, it seems we're getting a a major reset once again in in. How high the Fed will take rates, and this is uh, driving the key trade for Treasuries. Uh, you know, the the 10-year is knocking on uh, 4% again, and and uh, it, you know, I think you know what really you know catches my eyes the 2-year Treasury yield that rose to four, 4.8, uh, which is the highest level since 2007. So, uh, you know, a, a very very uh, disappointing finish for stocks. Obviously, you're seeing weakness across the board. Um, risk aversion is running wild. King dollar, it looks like it's getting its crown back for a little bit. So uh, this is definitely uh, I'm glad uh, we were able to uh, kind of recap this morning's data because it's, it's pretty, pretty significant as, you know, sticky inflation is, uh, uh, you know, providing all the all the catalysts right now for markets.
0: Ed, the Japanese yen is slightly weaker today. Is that after this uh, testimony from the Bank of Japan's Ueda?
1: This was a a highly watched event. This is the the first time a lot of people got to see uh, uh, Ueda speak. And and it's his first public comment since being nominated uh, Bank of Japan governor. And uh, I I think there was this belief that... uh, you know, he was he was not going to lock himself into anything. So he was really going to hold the line here. Um, he wasn't going to, you know, tip his hand on how policy could get normalized. Uh, and, and what he really did was he um, pretty much um, provided uh, a, a very calm temperament here, and and he's he's signaling that. Currency traders, uh, people who are active in JGB markets, they should anticipate that uh, n- there's not going to be a, um, an initial um, shocking uh, move to uh, take Japan away from uh, their, their current monetary policy stance. Uh, this is this is a, I think, a market here once. His uh, name was was uh, mentioned. Um, there was this belief that okay, you're going to start to see these bets that okay, Japan is getting much closer to abandoning yield curve control and then exit negative interest rates. And uh, I, I think that you know, for for a lot of traders, um, you know, this this first speech uh, signaled that okay, well. He's in no rush to change policy. He he reiterated that you know the Bank of Japan's current policy is appropriate. Uh, so so I think what you're going to see is I think he's going to focus on Japan's trend inflation and it's you know most likely going to you know rise, um, and uh, he he needs to see it sustainably and uh, stably achieve that two percent target. Uh, so so you're you're probably um, you know I think the, all those bets that you know he's going to tweak yield curve control are. are Getting pushed back. Some people are even calling it for not no change until next next year, which um, you know you know going just a few weeks ago. That that's a pretty big you know change in in in, in stance. The market didn't really react to that. I think right now you're seeing you know Japanese yen weakness more because of a stronger dollar based off of what we discussed earlier. Uh, but I think I think you know we're we're not probably going to get a major. Um, change in policy from Kuroda's last stance at the March 10th meeting, which means uh, Governor Wade's first policy meeting in April is going to be the big event. That's 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 where you'll see if he does quickly um, highlight that given um Inflation's path, and given how uh, much money they're losing uh, trying to defend yield curve control, uh, that uh, you know a, a change in policy needs to be done. So, so I think I think you're you're going to see that uh, yen volatility is going to remain elevated. Uh, that is not going to go away anytime soon. And uh, you, you'll you'll probably I think the March 10th meeting might not deliver um, much uh, for for the BOJ, but I think everyone is is going to be really uh, fixated over uh, what it does at that first meeting um at the end of april um april 28th
0: let's talk cryptocurrency now ed and uh, there's a certain amount of risk aversion at the moment and uh, some news regarding coinbase as well
1: i think right now you're seeing um you know even crypto is not immune to uh you know a, a bloodbath on, on wall street uh and and, and I, th- I think that you're you know the the you know, Bitcoin is still stuck in its trading range, uh, but uh, you know this uh, this move in the bond market um, is going to unnerve a lot of investors, and I think that we have to remember that the cryptoverse is still um, large parts of it are. Um, you know, very vulnerable to, you know, significant swings in treasury yields. So um, as yields continue to climb higher, this is going to um, weigh on borrowing costs significantly. Uh, so so I think you're, you're seeing some risk off, uh, you know, drag cryptos down. Bitcoin is uh, closer to 23,000. Um, you know, it, it seems that all the, you know, the major coins are down about a few percentage points today. Um, but but I, th- I think overall, you know, there, there's been a, a little bit of, of relief this week as far as the headlines go for regulatory action and whether or not some uh, companies are starting to work with the SEC or not. A lot of it is speculation, but it seems that uh, there's not a major hammer that's being dropped right now on the regulatory front, and uh, it seems that um, we're we're getting a little bit more Calm, but I think it's really more of a wait and see approach as far as what happens on the regulatory path. Um, as as far as Coinbase goes, though, I think this was a I, for, for a lot of traders. Uh, you know, there there's this belief that uh, you know Coinbase is is. You know, a key crypto company. How they perform is is really going to impact how a lot of people uh, invest into crypto. I think some people don't want the actual exposure to these uh, cryptocurrencies, so they're placing their bets on Coinbase, um, as as they could, uh, in theory, thrive on progress with mass adoption, which would trigger more trading volumes for Coinbase. Um, You know, Coinbase they did beat on revenues and earnings, uh, but usage. is weakening and that's kind of a, 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 a big concern um, you know their monthly transaction users um, were down slightly from the prior period and and this is while we're, we were starting to see um, and this is you know obviously last quarter's results so this is um, before things um, really rebounded uh, in, in January but but I think there's expectations here that uh, you're you know you're, you're you're not having um, robust growth outlooks just yet. I think there's still too much of a, um, a wait-and-see approach right now because no one knows exactly what's going to happen with the regulatory path with uh, stable coins um, and some of these alternative uh, revenue streams um, you know are, are, are potentially going to be um, vulnerable to um, you know some some action from regulators so I think there's there's uh, uh, this this uh, concern that you might you might see uh, market conditions um, might not be as um, opportunistic just yet. So, so there's, there's uh, um, some risks that I think, you know, only time will, will alleviate those concerns. And, um, you know, the, I think overall though, you know, Coinbase does, it still remains as um, a key crypto company that is, has been working with regulators. They're, they're going to argue with them. Um, but, uh, but it, it, it seems that, uh, you know, uh, if, if the, if, if the global crypto market cap continues to grow uh, and if it can really distance itself away from that 1 trillion mark, if it can work its way to 1.5 trillion over the next year, I think that would be a very positive environment for Coinbase. So um, we'll see exactly what happens. Uh, But, you know, there's, there's so many questions other crypto staking and uh, blockchain validators and stable coins that until we really get uh, a handle on that, um, you know, this is, this is going to be a difficult uh, Area for crypto exchanges. They're 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 not going to be able to be optimistic until they they have further clarity on on these uh, important topics. And and that that's why I think you you know we're we're still in a range for for cryptos, um, especially like the bitcoins and ethereum's. But uh, this is this is a market that's uh, considering the selling pressure we're seeing across equities. Uh, it, it's holding up pretty well.
0: Very interesting. Let's look ahead to the next few days and uh, what lies in store for markets over the next week or so, Ed?
1: I think uh, next week we're going to see there's a a big emphasis on um, we we, we have a a lot of key economic data points in the U.S. that will really that could tilt the scales as far as uh, expectations for Inflation pressures. Um, I think that um, the ISM manufacturing and services report will probably be two big highlights. Um, you know, U.S. durable goods should remain fairly. Uh, um, I think um, a key key report to watch is um, if, if we if we see further signs that you know manufacturing activity is improving. I think that's really going to you know change how people um, view uh, you know the this inflation process, uh, I think uh, you, you're going to see calls for more more action here uh, by the Fed, and 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 uh, I, th- I think you know what's kind of complicate things too is um, if things are going to get very political starting next week. Congress returns. When you take a look at the economy, low income households are struggling. Middle income, however, is still holding up pretty well, and I think that when you take a look at the uh, change in liquid assets. Uh, you know, bank accounts, money market funds. You know, roughly 80% of the economy still has has a a good amount of uh, financial capital. Um, so, so it it seems that you know, especially the you know the 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 rich, they're they're still doing well. They're pretty much still uh, unfazed by uh, most of these inflationary pressures. So this this is just you know, painting a picture of a strong economy. So you, you could see, um, I, I think a lot of traders will will really pay close attention to, um, you know, if 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 the service sector is still strong, you know, you know that argument for rates to go above six percent is going to be um, pretty compelling. Um, as, as far as uh, abroad, it's, it's going to be very busy with central bank and uh, finance ministers speak. G20 is gathering. They're going to be concluding their meetings, uh, that is, on Saturday. But then throughout the rest of the week, we'll hear from uh, several, several um, ECB members um, and also uh, Fed, Fed speakers as well, and, and, and uh, along with the BOE's chief economist and, uh, and Catherine Mann. So I think you're, you're, you see it's going to be pretty busy as far as central speak goes um we'll have earnings uh results from more retailers target will provide results dollar tree coal salesforce lows uh but I, I think overall um you know this is a you know a market that um they're 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 going to uh be um you know very concerned that you know if if the labor market doesn't show any signs that it's weakening then i think you're going to see um you know th- that's going to be what you know, tilts the, uh, I think breaks the back as far as, um, all these traders that were you know firmly um, pricing in a fed hold um, once rates got to five and a half percent so I think this is this next week's gonna be key um, now a lot of people might be thinking well the first Friday is March 3rd but we don't get non-farm payroll that's the following week um, but what we do get on Friday is President Biden will host uh, German Chancellor Schultz uh, at the White House um, obviously the as the war in Ukraine um, approaches that one-year mark, um, you know, there's there's going to be more expectations for um, greater support, uh, and uh, we'll we'll see exactly how um, you know the war unfolds. But uh, I think a lot of people are bracing um, for this to continue a while longer. Earlier in the week, we'll have the manufacturing data from China and also the services PMIs, um, also for Europe as well. Um, so it, it's 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 a very um, busy week um as far as um central bank speeches we're getting closer towards the tail end of earnings season um but i but i I still think that the the key focus will be on uh you know those u.s. um, and chinese uh, manufacturing and, and services pmi readings
0: ed have a great weekend we'll speak to you very soon thank you looking forward to it Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.